Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Is it episode four? Is it episode four? It's three. Oh, it's R4. There, three. R4th. We've been doing this for four weeks talking shite. Look at yeah. Yes. Let's go, let's go, come on. Let's be clear. Shrine of duty. You're being interviewed today as a witness, not as a suspect. The official, unofficial podcast. My team will get to the root of anything. Shrine of duty. Hello, fellas, and welcome to Shrine of Duty. I'm Brendan. I'm Rebecca. I'm Hannah. And uh, for the purposes of the tape, I would just like to say that I'm overwhelmed. Je suis overwhelmed, to be honest. <laughs> it was a lot. A lot. So tense. It was definitely the most stressful episode so far and definitely the one that made me feel like an idiot because I hadn't a clue what went on when it ended. Oh, I need this recap. Now, I knew it was stressful from the episode, but I think I was extra stressed because I knew I was going to have to write a recap on it and I honestly didn't know what was going on. It was my uh, turn to live tweet, so I didn't really have my eyes on the screen all of the time because I was like frantically trying to find GIFs and other things. So (laughs) I haven't really fully watched this episode. So I'm... Counting on you, Reb, to fill me in. Well, there's a lot of detail coming your way. Um, I'm excited. I watched it twice and I'm still none the wiser. Yeah. So please, Rebecca. Um, so as Tony Stone described it to us in a tweet, PDSD, post-duty stress disorder. That's what I have. Thank you. Yeah, oh my gosh, that's, that's that sums so up accurate. the feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, few shout outs this week. First and foremost, shout out of the week goes to Hannah's mom. <gasps> Hannah's mom. Shout out. What's your mom's Caroline. name? Caroline. Caroline. Yeah. Shout out Caroline. Who got us the most amazing AC12 mugs, which I'm currently well, we drinking out of them. now. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, what a good, what, what a lovely mugs. sound. Yeah. Uh, mine says, Brendan, hold on there, fella. On one side and has the AC12 logo on the other side. Uh, mine is the exact same, but it says, Hannah, I didn't come up to live on a Lilo. And Rebecca's is so precious to her that it's actually a home. <laughs> I've been using it every single night. I come home from work, have me dinner, make a cup of tea and look at AC12. You were afraid that people in work would rob it. I just hide mine in my drawer. Yeah, Yeah, I'm pretty Mm. paranoid. Mine's coming home with me uh, tonight. Uh, Also, hi to all of our new followers on at Shrine of Duty on Twitter and Instagram. We've got so (laughs) many people chatting with us. Little brag, Brendan. <laughs> no, I just there's so many people like giving their thoughts and their theories, and it's great. We're so popular, so popular, and uh, <laughs> we'll be going through uh, many uh, of your thoughts and theories in a few minutes. Oh, so first, many of them because we're so popular. So many. <laughs> but first, with a recap of season five, episode three, it's Reb. I've been dreading this, lads. Here goes. How many pages is it? Um, one, two, three, <laughs> one, four, five. 
Five. Five, I can't wait. Okay. okay. Five pages typed up. Stunning. Here Let's we go. go. Uh, season five, episode three opens inso- inside Kingsgate Printing Services. John Corbett slash Clayton and the OCG are planning a raid of the Eastfield Depot, a storage facility used by police to keep proceeds of robberies like drugs and cash. He explains they have bent coppers in their pocket and they will help them successfully complete the raid. Now, that was a brilliant first paragraph. Yep. Thanks, guys. I feel really encouraged now to keep going. Um, we then go to Ted, Kate and Steve in the office who revealed that P.S. Jane Cafferty claims that the corrupt police officer with established links to organised crime who recruited her was Dot. So that person last week who made that chart was accurate. Yeah, well done to everyone that got that right. Yeah. I think we were kind of going along that line as well, but only because of that person's chart. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Credible observation. As Steve reckons Cafferty is mistaken or bargaining for immunity, Ted closes the file and says, no more skulking around, okay? There's no secrets in AC12. I just remembered when we were talking during the week about Nigel Morton, because remember I said there was someone that said immunity in the funniest way, but it was him. He was like, I have four words for you, Ted. Immunity. <laughs> Iconic. Later that evening, Ted sips on a sizable whiskey in a dimly lit pub. He's joined it's a by... a large whiskey. F- absolutely huge. You'd be pissed. You couldn't be doing any that. business meetings after that. having a mayor. Will you let him? One cue of ice. Yeah, one cue of ice. Oh, I love this little details that Jed gives us. Um, Ted is joined by Mark Moffat, who says he can secure his investment in his kettlebell property company with a deposit of a hundred grand for a once in a lifetime <laughs> opportunity. How much does that sound like an email that you get from like a Nigerian prince? Spam account. That's like, please. I'm like, he cannot be. He is a high ranking officer. He can't be stupid enough to fall for that. Brendan, please tell me. Also, if he had a hundred grand, like, are they looking for Ted to invest this a hundred grand? Yeah, yeah, so sure, he wouldn't be in the hotel that. if he had that in his arse pocket. Yeah, he, so he gives a hundred grand to get the the investment back. I'm like, how much did he invest? Yeah, it's yeah. it's a hundred grand. I'd be gone. You wouldn't see me for dust. Oh, you'd never see me again. <laughs> you'd be like, who, Rebecca? Where is she? Um, so Moffat explains that part of the deal is to recoup Ted's original losses. So, um, he is kind of he was trying to lure Ted in there, and Ted wasn't really having any of it at that stage. Okay, thanks. So back in the printer shop, we see John making a fake AC12 badge. I only noticed that upon second watching. Ah. Mm. So he was making that already. Yeah, he was making a few. Mm. Mm. Yeah, okay. So he's making the badge. Lisa walks in, startles him, and she says that she's been on to a bent copper who can get them into Eastfield Depot. She then opens up the messaging service, MSN, on the laptop so she can speak to H. Right? Yeah. Right, we're all together. I didn't cop that John made that badge at the start of the episode, so that kind of changes my opinion on what happens later on. Does mm. it? Yeah, a little mm. bit, yeah. It's premeditated. Mm. Oh, John knows what he's doing, I'm very guys. upset with him this week. So H types that Eastfield Depot is definitely high risk and he spells the word definitely wrong. Definitely. Yeah. Can I just say that definitely is a, it's a bit of a tricky word to spell, no? no? That's in there for a reason. Do you think? I just, I was watching it on Sunday and I did see that bit and I thought that like there's some poor showrunner sitting at home now oh. on a Sunday evening Sick. mortified. The and continuity just, person's devastated. And yeah, and just nobody caught it. Yeah, I wonder. Just like it's something that could happen that somebody who works in the show, it was their job to just type something into a screen and nobody checked it. Now, do you want to know, I am so pleased with my observation about this, right? That I can't take the smile off my face. 
I think it's in there on purpose. Yeah. Mm. Because the after it comes up on the screen, the next line that John Corbett says out of his mouth is, yeah, definitely. And I think he said definitely <gasps> to make you think about definitely, look at definitely and notice that it was wrong. Okay. And I was like, that is such clever writing from Jed if you did that. Yeah. Watch the clip again and John goes, okay. yeah, definitely. Well, there and then is, you're like, oh wait, that's wrong. Oh wait. But Tom Green, he's a producer on BBC Five Live. Yes. Uh, he, oh, you'd know. Yeah, well, I would, yeah. <laughs> In your boxers. Um, he said that he's met Jed a few times and he said that that wouldn't be a mistake, that it would be there deliberately. Oh, I have no doubt in my mind that it's in there deliberately. Okay. 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 So, um, definitely spelled wrong. Afterwards, John asks Lisa who hates. She says the truth is that she doesn't know and for her own good, well, she plans to keep it that way. I really liked that. was a line of juicy. Lines of juicy lines for me. Lines of juicy. Uh, we then cut to Ted in Heartbreak Hotel, closing his laptop, staring at us from across the room and looking pretty damn stressed. Yeah. He did. Yeah, he did. They're making us sweat about Ted, aren't they? Yeah. And the laptop, just in case you didn't notice it last week, we'll just stare at it for three seconds tonight. <laughs> <laughs> True. That night, John and Steve meet in a laneway. John tells him that he has Lisa reaching out to Bent Coppers and that she makes contact with high levels of the organisation using a laptop. John gives Steve her burner number for surveillance and tells him not to make any moves without telling him first. Steve asks John to work with AC12. John gets very angry and he says the deal they made is for keeps. John is definitely starting to unravel in this episode isn't he like his cool has gone a bit yeah he was just short of putting out his like baby finger there to do like a it's for kids yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is unhinged yeah he's and in that bits, was the he? first moment that you start to be like oh, wow guys, I'm you're devastated. unraveling at the seams John I'm devastated over him in the office, Steve looks Babe. into Lisa's past and out on the screen we see a file relating to social services. Someone did take a screenshot of I that file. That entirely twice. It doesn't it doesn't really tell you what, <laughs> but it does make you kind of we're going to I think it's a bit of a kind of what's the word a little taster for what we're going to find out in later episodes about Lisa and she's already hinted. Definitely, you know. So many theories about who she is this week. Yes. Oh, so many. Oh, I can't wait for yeah. that section later on after I read out 55 pages. <laughs> um, so Tadlene tracks her location from her phone records and places Lisa in the Moss Heath area. Steve and two others, other officers go to have a goo. Yeah, in that area. A goo. a goo. Have a goo. Um, they arrive at a building and see Lisa go in while Murislav Minkovic. Wow, I did this that well. recap is so helpful. I did not. I watched it twice and I had no idea how they got to that building at the time that she was there. It, I was just in shock. They tracked her phone, did they? Yeah. John yeah. Corbett gave the number. He gave the burner to Steve in the laneway that evening. Like, yeah. I need to listen to our own podcast to figure <laughs> out. <laughs> and Hastings gave them permission to monitor her phone, wasn't that? Because they made a point going, oh yeah, the gaffer, the gaffer. Yeah, I think yeah. he did, yeah. Oh God, she's me questioning my own recap. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. Um, so they arrive at a building and see Lisa go in while Murislav Minkovic waits outside <laughs> and uh, they take a load of pics of him, right? Back at base... Steve identifies Murislav as the man he met in 2012 during the Tony Gates investigation. Do you remember he tried to cut off his fingers? Yes. I think yes. Murislav is the one that killed Jackie Laverty, is he? Oh yeah, possibly. Murislav. Definitely one of that gang. The, with the original guy, the OG gang with Ryan when Ryan was a baby. Yeah. Yeah. He is the guy though that was running Jack, one of Jackie Laverty's properties though. Isn't this the same person? I think he was, he was he definitely was. involved in the printing place when Jackie was involved. Yeah. Okay. 
That is a, a little star, what you call those asterisks. Yes. Yeah, we'll return to that when we do our research Please and figure that out. <laughs> um, so, Steve says that Murislav is a violent offender and considered very dangerous. AC12 identified two places of interest that McQueen visited, uh, Porton House in the estate and Kingsgate Printing Works, um, our favourite place that Jackie Laverty used to frequent. Um, Steve shows aerial shots of the six flats, right? Mm. Mm. I didn't cop this now. Me fella did. They're both shaped like H's. Oh my Is H God. a place, like we said in one of our 85 theories last week? Now, is H <laughs> a place? Yeah, is H not a singular person? That is one of my theories. Yeah. It is, Hannah. Or, um, go on. No, tell us what oh, Or does, is H... Is whoever is H doesn't even realise that they are H that they're yeah, being manipulated. That's, that's exactly like anyway. Go on. Brandon. We'll bank it, bank it for We've covered that. every theory that we're like going to have been right at some point. <laughs> yeah, I know. We'll be like, didn't we tell you she was bent? <laughs> <laughs> um, so surveillance images show a number of visitors on the sex offenders register entering that building. One image shows a man leaving the back exit during Lisa's visit. Kate reckons the house is used for drugs or prostitution. They're pedophiles. Yeah, oh no, they are. Like, they're horrific sex offenders. Okay. Um, Ted says that they have a duty to the women in the building and he asks his team to carry out a raid on the house and the print shop, claiming that now they are sucking diesel. I loved that bit where yeah. he's like, raid them all. I was, I was like, like, here yes. we go. Uh, the OCG are in the print shop planning the raid when John gets a call pretending that it's his girlfriend, right? I found that scene so funny. He's like, hey, sexy, yeah. how are you? <laughs> it's just a shot of Steve. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, it was gas. So uh, Steve tells him that they're raiding the print shop and the gaff. Officers arrive at the house to find women locked in rooms, and now which I- is horrific. I was remembering to the WhatsApp, I had literally written Carly Kirk in capital letters. <laughs> yeah. I was convinced she was she coming was back be behind there. one of the doors. One girl in the house is an underaged lady named Mariana. She was probably, what age is she, 15, guys? Yeah, it was desperate. 14, 13, she's very Yeah, young. Kate says that she's like, how young is she? Like, it's awful. Awful. The print shop, however, is mainly empty with only staff who actually work there inside. John and the OCG have legged it with the laptop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Don't mind the staff, like... Oh, leave them there. Bye. See you. TTFN. Yeah, I say not a passport between Annie and they're screwed. <laughs> they can print their own. <laughs> <laughs> Later, John waits for Steve to arrive in that car park where they always meet. John goes mad about the raid, shouting that no one wants to know organised crime relies on bent coppers. Another line of juicy. He was nearly in tears, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. It was awful. I just get really upset when he's upset and he's always playing roles where he's upset. <laughs> he is upset. Uh, jo- John goes on to explain that the planned raid of Eastfield Depot, um, there is a senior officer involved that has pulled strings to make sure that they won't have the full force after them on the night. Enter Jill Bigelow. Back with another glamorous curly blow dry. <laughs> she tells Ted, I think it's PCC. It could be DCC or PCC. This is where I, these all these little, what are they called? Acronyms. Acronyms are where I fall down. 50 people will correct us. They will worry. correct us. Um, so, KS. So Jill says that the PCC... Also, can we just address that from last the KF. week? Will we? Yeah, can we please address the KF? <laughs> yeah, look, we realise the KF now stands We're for Kate Fleming and that whenever an officer finds evidence that they initial it and then put a number after it. So KF1, KF2, KF3. Thank you. Thank you We're so thick. much. We're so idiots. Would yours be ball one? Yeah. Yeah. Hawk two. Hawk two. Rust three. <laughs> <laughs> Not right. Um, so... 
Jill Bigelow, she starts going on about Andrea Wise, that she was only appointed because she was a woman. She says that, uh, oh, Ted, I believe you finally promoted Kate to DI. She has a walking agenda, that oh, one, isn't she? Oh, she was throwing shit. I loved that. And then th- this is another sh- line this of This is juicy. a line of yeah. juicy. She tells Ted to catch Corbett and all the other bullshit will vanish. No, but are you oh, talking about, yes. I have it written down, yes. Ted's <laughs> line. Ted goes, I can't do his acting, but Ted goes, Kate... Oh, I, the wee girl is doing a grand job, a banging job. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we got completely different lines of juicy. Two yeah. lines Very of juicy succulent, there, one, aren't they? Scene. Very. Um, Steve interviews Mariana from the Raided House. He said, it says, ugh, he says that there was a woman matching McQueen's description there, speaking to a man who she says is middle-aged with light hair and a strong accent. Definitely not local. That was when I was like, Jesus, lads, it's Ted. Not local. Ted floating up the lagging on a bubble. No, see, I thought something totally different. Did you? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we'll come to it in thoughts and theories. Mm. So Steve, right, pulls Kate into a room, tells her that the person giving him the intel on the OCG is Corbett. He says Corbett is convinced that there is a high-level conspiracy to suppress his investigation. He reckons Powell sabotaged his efforts and expressed suspicion about the gaffer. Now, Rebecca, I apologise for overthrowing your recap, but can we just go back to that interview for one second? Because it was something I noticed on the second watch that, based on a couple of emails that came in, I think it's going to be important. They asked that girl, Marianne, why... There was frozen condoms or there was condoms in the mini freezer, Brendan. Yep. Remember you yep. tweeted about Trish. No, bloody hell, Jackie. <laughs> Jackie Laverty. Shout out to Trish Laverty. We work with someone called <laughs> Trish Laverty. And, and I can't stop. And it keeps calling Jackie Trish and Trish like, Trish Jackie. is dead. <laughs> anyway, the freezer. So there's, he asks her, or Kate asks her why there's condoms in the freezer. And she says, the men that are in charge make the women or girls in the house keep the frozen condoms. So just keep that in your brains and we'll come back. That's yeah. later in the episode that we discovered. I <laughs> apologise. <laughs> but, but there's two interview scenes. But that is a key element to this so week's episode. sorry. No, Hannah, you're right. It's a good observation, right? So anyway, John reckons Powell sabotages efforts. He s- expresses suspicion about Ted, right? He has told Steve that. Kate says there's no way that Ted would have ignored the vulnerability of the women in the brothel. I just called it a brothel. I just didn't couldn't think yeah. of another word. Yeah. I yeah, mean. it is. But it's awful. Um, so Steve tells her about the planned raid. Kate and Steve then proceed to loop Ted in and they tell him all about the raid, the corrupt police officer involved. Kate says that it is an opportunity to crack the highest level link between corrupt officers and organised crime, possibly the top dog. Ted says that he'll have to run it past the DCC, but he will back his best team. Yeah, I was a bit suspicious of when Ted was like, oh yeah, I have to run this past the DCC. I was like, hmm, but like... Yeah, why? Potentially. Who, what does the DCC mean? That's um, Andrea Wise. That's yeah, your it's one, your is one it? that yeah. replaced... Your man. <laughs> Which is very <laughs> You're clear. welcome. Your man who apparently committed suicide. Yeah. Or killed himself. Hilton. Hilton. Okay. And it's where Jill's always sniffing around now. Yes. So Ted then legs it into his hotel, covers up his laptop in bubble wrap, his favourite thing to float in, <laughs> and he brings it to an electronic disposal centre. Why would you wrap up a laptop I that you're trying to get rid of? Yeah. So, so many questions about that entire many thing. Many questions about that. And I had had like a few drinks on Sunday, like not many, but a few. But I was like so confused about why someone would wrap up a laptop. So much bubble wrap. Did you go and buy it? You don't have enough money for that. Just throw it in a bit. Like it was so confusing. Yeah. yeah. And if, if you're bringing it to be destroyed, it doesn't need to be protected. Like you bubble ordeal. wrap something to protect it. I don't think that's being destroyed at all. Yeah. 
and maybe it's not maybe he's trying to keep it and the other yeah I don't know go, go on sorry well no we'll get to the <laughs> theory there's a few a lot of people have but a lot of people have commented on on that particular scene um, so right we're getting to the juicy part 18 minutes later here we go the night of the raid Meanwhile, at Eastfield Depot, Kate, Steve and a load of officers monitor the building and they wait for the OCG to crack on with their crimes. John is fuming that Lisa's bent bastard hasn't turned up (laughs) and he thinks that he has set them up. Ryan from season one then chimes in and says they can't bottle it. He's like, no, we have to go ahead with it. We can't bottle it. I'm like, "Mm, are you an undercover officer, Ryan? Or an informant or whatever, you know? Uh, they drive the truck in, goes past security, security are in on it. They block out the CCTV, they fill their truck and they get all their cash and all their drugs. John's standing there waiting for the bent copper, but he's a no-show. John is fuming, but he tells everyone to keep loading up all their drugs. The OCG then hear police sirens. They also hear on their radios that an officer is calling for a status zero at Farmer's Lane, reporting a possible ambush. Another day, another ambush. Kate says it's a delivery. It's a deliberate, deliberate diversion, but Ted says no regs are regs, right? When Ted's voice came over the radio telling them to divert, every hair on my body did stood it? up. Did yeah, it? yeah. I was like, oh my god! You're like he's I, not there. I just had pictures of Ted. He wasn't there. I just this image of him, you know, in a dark room somewhere pulling all the puppet yeah. strings, and I was like, oh my yeah. god, this is it. This, this is, is Ted. Because isn't there another minute where she's trying to speak to him and he doesn't respond yeah. for a second or it, two? That whole scene yeah. was so creepy and tense. So yeah, it was and so I just felt, tense. I felt like we were just really close to whoever it was that you was could running the whole smell operation them in the room with you. Yeah, and, yeah. and also the moment then that happens after is that. Kate tells Steve to go and check out Farmer's Lane and I was like Steve is a goner at that moment oh I thought Steve was going to die she's going to like Ted's told her to do it and she's going to make him go in there and something terrible is going to happen wasn't the acting in this scene so good like John Corbett's on the ground ramping it up so you're really stressed for them you can hear the police sirens then Ted's not there then Steve has to leave then Kate's calling the shots you're one taking 50 million photos and it's just like oh so intense so intense so Steve goes to Farmer's Lane he finds an officer at the scene who says that he skidded off the road because there was oil on the road and that he also saw OCG in the trees with uh, guns and stuff. Like yeah. straight up, you were like, bullshit. Yeah, oh, a likely yeah. story. Absolutely. Back at Eastfield, Boy, a vehicle man. approaches the depot. <laughs> so that when that vehicle approached the depot, I thought, I thought H was going to be a no-show and then, well, if it is H, but I thought that the corrupt officer that Lisa was chatting to was going to be a no-show. Yeah. So did I. That I didn't think driving. we were going to get it. And then we got it. And the, what, but, didn't they say something like, uh, it's one of our cars or yeah. something like that? And I was like, here we go. Yeah. So a man in a balaclava steps out. John approaches him. But we can't, it goes back to Kate then. You can't see what they're saying or hear what they're saying. We're kind of watching through the CCTV or through their surveillance. Yeah, yeah. or yeah, exactly. So yeah, you can't like, hear. She's the camera woman, what's your one taking all the photos? She's like, Susan, Susan, snap this. And Susan's <laughs> at the window. Poor like, Susan. Like, like, say to your friend, yeah. you at a festival, like, take, take pictures of me, 15 more. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the vehicle's there, the man steps out. Kate reckons that the high-ranking officer has told the OCG about their trackers. Kate orders one vehicle and three F- AFOs to return to Eastfield from Farmer's Lane. So Steve's on his way back now. She called the rank, didn't she? Because yeah. Steve was like, I'm not doing it. And she's like, I'm sorry, I'm calling rank. That was kind of cool. Yeah, Mom. I was like, you are a badass queen. Mom. Mom. As the high-ranking officer turns to leave Eastfield, John shoots him several times in the legs and claims that he has crossed them. The OCG drive away and Steve engages in a high-speed chase. It was, I just wasn't sure. He didn't need to shoot him. No, like what you just, was that? you were like, what? He just, 
I thought he just lost it, but now that you've said that he was making that AC12 badge at the start of the episode, I, I'm thinking that maybe it was more planned than... Than we thought. Yeah. yeah. So Kate arrives... Do related, yes. Oh. Asterix there. I actually am going to write it down. Do Kate arrives at Eastfield to find the high-ranking balaclava man bleeding out from his injuries on his leg. She removes his balaclava to reveal DCS Hargraves. Hargreaves? Hargraves. Yeah. Hargreaves? Yeah. Um, Did anyone else... It looked like Ted think for it was a Ted? That, well, no. That moment was wasted on me. Like I said, a few drinks, not many, and I was lying sideways, and I... You know the big reveal moment? Yeah. I was like... But your man always has glasses, glasses on as well. Yeah. yeah. I was like, where are the specs? Also, it, it, the way I was deliberately filmed so that it, it, you were like, is that Ted? Like, yeah. who is that? Like, it was deliberately done that way. But I still don't feel like... I I thought that in this episode we were going to find out who H was. No, is. I don't think we did. And I don't... I didn't feel that that was that... Mo- I thought, you know, like Scooby-Doo, pull off the mask. Yeah. Like, it's H. I don't think that that happened. And we knew Hargreaves was involved. Yeah. We did. That do you was know what I he mean? he does look like someone that's spelled definitely wrong. Yeah, it does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Doesn't he? Oh, God. <laughs> um, so the next day, Steve, Kate and Ted are back at a forensic investigation of Farmer's Lane. It's revealed that the OCG got away with goods worth 50 million. It's understood Hargraves <laughs> tipped them off about the trackers. Idea. So they reckon that Hargraves tipped them off about the trackers. But Steve says they don't know how he knew about the trackers. I, why would he? Is he not murder squad yeah. or serious? It's nothing serious to crime, do with him. Yeah. Serious, serious crime. crime. So someone in AC12, there's still a mole for or a God hate or whatever. sake. Sam then arrives, right? Oh. She starts fishing for info off Steve about Hargraves going missing. Steve doesn't oblige. Sam wonders if the investigation into Hargraves is the reason why Steve hasn't called her <laughs> I back that. since that dodgy smooch. He's like... Uh, yeah, okay, cool, that's why. Yeah. Mm. PC Bloom then, meanwhile, the man whose vehicle crashed into a ditch at Farmer's Lane, is questioned by AC12. It's discovered he p- crashed on purpose. He placed the oil himself on the ground and he made up that the OCG were hiding in trees. He says that Hargraves asked him to do the status zero call because he needed to be in the area at, a t- at the time and he needed an excuse if anyone ever checked up on it. Him with the can of WD-40 in the back pocket. <laughs> Elsewhere, Kate questions Mariana, who was found in the brothel, oh, sorry, and Brad. says, no, it's, that's okay. She says that there was a small freezer on site filled with used condoms. Mariana says that she was instructed to keep them by some of the men that she was forced to have sex with. She then reveals that this applied to Ew. the man she saw with Lisa. So then that question comes into play. Was Hargraves blackmailed? to be involved do you know was he blackmailed by the condom by the you know him having sex with underage (laughs) people the condom yeah blackmailed by a condom (laughs) (laughs) this week on Jeremy Kyle no that's like women's way or one of them rags isn't it (laughs) oh my god I I was blackmailed by my husband's condom (laughs) my husband cheated on me so I cut him into little pieces (laughs) and turned him into a necklace and then did an interview about it women's way for 50 euro so Kate then ponders to Steve (laughs) (laughs) Kate then ponders to, speak to Steve whether Hargraves ha- has been blackmailed. Uh, she seems a bit suspicious of our Ted. We then find out that Hargraves was pronounced dead. Oh my God, that rhymed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I also thought quite convenient that, uh, oh, he's dead now. We can't that- find out anything from there. Like Hilton, him. 
Someone yeah. else, my niece, like, gone. Like, I can't ask anyone anything. Yeah, I. Mm, we'll come back. We'll come back. Right. We will later in the episode. Ted meets Jill for a drink. She She's throws had the blow dried on again. Of course, she has. Hey, she must be spending a fortune on them. She throws that's shades. What, that's what she wants the investment for. A hundred <laughs> yeah. grand for me curly blow dries. Loyalty card, defo. <laughs> Wouldn't we all? Uh, she throws shade at AC12, and she says that people Wouldn't think we like her. Yeah, she says that people think Ted is failing. She brings up early retirement. That was honestly, that was a low blow. Oh, that is so rude. That was another line of juicy. She was like, uh, you know, oh, some people would say say you're failing. I yeah. wouldn't be one of them. Yeah, she's like, not me. Then she's like, oh, you know, he's like, oh, I know you're going to bring up early retirement. She was like, oh, you're being a bit nice to yourself there. Early retirement. I was like, oh. She's an absolute witch. Weapon. Weapon. Love so her though. She sips yeah. her wine, bats her eyelashes and she starts to get very flirty. Ted says, it's just dinner. <laughs> Someone called her. Str- what Ted said? Someone called her a strumpet online earlier. <laughs> we even an email from a woman who called her an absolute slug. <laughs> absolute oh, d- slug. No, like we do love Jill. Though. I love Jill. So then it cuts to John Corbett absolutely unhinged. He meets Steve in the car park. I'm he's devastated telling at this Steve point. he screwed him over. John finds out that he actually, in fact, did kill Hargraves. And he asks Steve where he was and why he was pulled out of the depot. John claims Hastings is the reason why the OCG got away with their gear and that Hastings is H. John, like his voice starts to crumble and he points the gun at his head at one point. Oh. Like, I was just... This was the second time in this episode that I thought Steve was going to die. And then I was like, oh no, John's going to kill himself. I thought he was going to kill himself. And guys, that poor fella that walked in on the commotion. Yeah, you're like, police! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Steve tells John that he's arresting him, right? (laughs) John shoots over his shoulder, thought Steve was gone. So did I. John then tells Steve that he didn't mean to kill Hargraves, but now that he has, he's crossed the line. Then Steve's like, well, you crossed the line a long time ago, mate. Manise. So Yeah. John points the gun at Steve and says that he's on his own and there's no way back. He couldn't give himself up if he wanted to. John says he'll finish his job his way, his rules. John says he trusted Steve, but he sold him out. This is on you. It's all on you. He shouts oh. as he runs off into the dark. I mean, will we leave? Reb <laughs> <laughs> like, was fully acting that oh, out Oh, she there. was gone. Like, there was no eye contact. She really stood up. The arm was going. I had to transcribe that slightly. It's one of my favourite scenes ever. I thought it was absolutely like electrifying. The acting was unreal. And it's like a Macbethian downfall that John is having. He's just spirals into madness. There's nowhere left to turn. He's murdered someone. He's not getting back to the wife. What's that line? I like I know Macbeth from the leaving. It was a full soliloquy. It was a soliloquy. (gasps) He stepped in blood so far he can't turn back. Meanwhile, guys. I literally wrote bomb chicka wow wow Ted and Jill are back in the Scaldi Hotel they're back yeah. in the hotel oh and he was all embarrassed of his room Jill he was goes, like temporary. no it was awful Jill goes into the bathroom I was like look don't the toilet's broken don't use the loo love yeah but you know hey I'm Ryan Reynolds recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Well, he didn't stop her. He didn't stop her. So, A, the toilet's been fixed. <laughs> or B, there's something more about that toilet. And a few people have actually emailed us in about that, Lou. Yeah. Watch that space. Um, and then, right, final scene, guys. I got there in the Brendan's end. face. He's just like, what are we you talking see about? John dressed in a uniform, knocking on Ted's wife's door. I was so door. let down. I was so let down. Because mm. I can't fancy him anymore now. He's going to kill so someone shocked. again. I knew he was. A, I knew he was dodgy. Anyway, Ted's wife opens the door. He says his name is DS Steve Arnett from AC12. He says it's a sensitive matter and asks if he can step inside. Ted's wife says she needs to check with her husband. Dead right. And heads in. Ex-husband. However, John puts on a balaclava, plies open the lock chain, enters the apartment, closes the door, and the credits roll. Reb, that was an amazing summary of what happened. Sorry, the summaries keep getting better, and I have to do an next evening you made a show as well. Well done. I'm sweating, and I'm sorry it took longer than I thought, but I think that that was an episode that was every scene had... Every scene yeah. had something in it that you needed yeah. to know. For we had to, to talk sense. about everything. That was brilliant and so well written. Well done. We did. Right, I'm going to sit back. You guys have a chat for a I while. I think, <laughs> like, I've, like, I have a lot of questions. Like, how did Corbett know where Ted's wife lives? That's my biggest question. I have that written down. Yeah. I don't know. No. And ha- yeah, how did he know? He Has he been planning this all along? Are AC12 pawns in his you know, his own vendetta against the police. When when he, I first watched it, I just thought that he just, I don't know, I thought that when he shot Hargreaves in the back of the legs, I thought that he just lost it. And then, like he said to Steve, he was like, oh, well, fuck it. Like, I've, I've gone there now, so I'm just actually going to go full tilt. But yeah, yeah. I don't know, maybe it is, there's, there's more to it than just a, a, a switch being flicked. Yeah, because I suppose if you think back, right, it's not just AC12 that are calling the shots here. There is like AC9 and AC3. There are other anti-corruption units that we have learned about over the five seasons. There's also that woman that Kate went to to ask for permission to investigate investigate. Dot. Yes. They can investigate AC12 and there's all that sort of stuff that goes on as well. I don't think we've seen the last of Alison Powell. No. I don't think it's a straight up with her just handing over pear tree as it seems. So yeah, that's definitely a big question. How did he know? Because it's not Ted's family home because he has access to police files on his iPad that he was looking at in the hotel room. Yeah. But it's not Ted's family home. It's a know, new flat that the wife has moved into. Do you know who does know guys? And this has just dawned on me. When Moffat and Ted are in the pub at the start of the episode, Moffat's like, you've told me your situation. You've told me that you're broke that you're in a hotel and your wife is in a dingy flat uh-huh. and I'm just thinking yeah. is, is what we said last week is Moffat trying to recruit Ted to set him up for a fall 
it does. Did Moffat tell Steve? Did Moffat and and Corp, not Steve, John. Do Moffat and John know each other? Are they in cahoots? Yeah. Um, well, we get into some theories and yeah. thoughts from emails this week. So um, I've broken all the emails into groups based on kind of our main suspects, like we did last week. So let's start with Ted. This is an email from Laurie Turner. The subject heading of the mail was, this theory didn't float up the Thames in a crisp packet. <laughs> Isn't that brilliant? Um, he referred to us as mom, mom and Brendan. I won't be answering to anything less in future. <laughs> um, he said, Ted is not H, but he will get framed for it. Moffat with the money into his account that will make it look like he's profited off the OCG activity slash taking a bribe. And Jill is surely collecting his little fellas to link him with the brothel. Yes. How observative, is that a word? Is that... So she's planting like, something in that bathroom, guys. So Jill's going to ride Ted for his sperms. Well, we've already heard in the episode of a freezer full of condoms. So it's not that far of a leap to yeah. presume that and she's taking a condom. They did the same thing with Jackie Laverty's body. They say a, a body comes out and your DNA's on it. Yeah. I mean, maybe yeah. that person that called her a strumpet earlier was right to call her that. Um, an email from Darren Swain. Ted was advised his toilet was fixed after someone had been to uh, inspect, although we later found out it wasn't. Has something been planted? Mm. Is that why we see Jill heading in there at the end of the episode? Oh, Good, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Always check down the cistern of an old-fashioned toilet. It is always a place where you find dodgy Was that not in. an integrated cistern now? Because it's got no, that Brandon push button. You no, because he kept push. Did he not push a button? Like it's, you know, the hotel thing where you can't actually get into it. Someone sent us a screen grab of the toilet. Think, yeah. Can someone confirm? <laughs> is it an be, integrated cistern in Ted? This is going to be KF all over again. <laughs> um, Darren continues, Ted was going to destroy the laptop. Uh, if Ted was going to destroy the laptop, he would not bubble wrap it mm-hmm. I believe this has evidence secured in it and it has been placed in safekeeping I couldn't agree more as Rab said bubble wrap is something that is used to keep something safe like, like a sperm 12. sample yeah or your AC12 <laughs> mug like your freezer but of condoms. But it says on the on the sign in the background of that shot it says electronic disposal centre I know but just yeah. it doesn't make sense it doesn't no no um, an email from Avalyn. She said, it's my belief he was selling the laptop in order to have enough money to pay for dinner with Jill. It's a tactic he's used before when he took Steve and Georgia to dinner in season two, RIP Georgia. And Roisin commented on him picking up the bill in order to disguise his financial situation. The urgency in his decision could have just been his knowledge that meeting Jill was a bad move, but feeling irritated that he decided to do it anyway. That's, Interesting point, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like he could have been wrapping it up to bring it somewhere to sell it. Um, an email from Mark. Jill has been sent to seduce Ted so that when he asks, uh, when he's asked for his whereabouts on the night of his wife's murder slash disappearance, he'll have to say he was with Jill as his alibi, which will drop him in it even more. So that theory suggests that Jill and John are in cahoots. Yeah. What do we know about Jill's personal life? We don't. Nothing. Do Imagine we? if Moffat is her ex or something. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people. So do you remember last week, like, Everyone was saying Hargreaves was dodgy. Yeah. And then obviously in this week's episode, we found out that was the case. This week, everyone is talking about Jill. Everyone's like, Jill is dodgy. Yes, I have so like, So people were right last week. So, you know, chances are people are right this week. Um, yes. There's an email from Killian Harford. Uh, speaking of Jill, 
he says she's the only remaining high profile character that it, that it could be I'm assuming that's H um, everything she's ever done has hindered investigations or promoted corrupt officers to higher positions of power only Hastings Kate and Steve knew about the raid last night Hastings said he would run it by the DCC when Kate and Steve told him Jill's currently helping the DCC yeah. that's how she knows about the raid and that's how they got tipped off about the trackers the mm-hmm. OCG uses DNA to blackmail officers Hargreaves was being blackmailed because they kept his semen after he was using the brothel Jill is about to sleep with Ted why else would this be happening Dot wasn't blinking I for bit. I love this bit and I've seen this a few people have said this, this. Dot wasn't blinking for H in season 3 he was blinking for G this will be revealed at the end of this season now that's one of my favourite emails that we've gotten in so far yeah. everything in that is so solid and when I read that bit at the end like Dot wasn't blinking for H he was blinking for G I'm like yes go yes. on Killian Harford uh, I apologise I keep calling Hargreaves Hargraves but I just can't pronounce it you say whatever you want you'll okay. be dead <laughs> can't defame the dead my love uh, an email from uh, Avalyn uh, Avalyn's uh, uh, commented on Ted earlier now uh, a theory on Jill um, says that Jill Bigelow is in charge of the OCG or at least the missing link to corrupt police officers she arrived and left a similar time to Dot love so, that yeah Suggesting to me like she was responsible for supervising and guiding him. H promoted Dot and she has a lot of control over AC12 decisions. She's not a police officer as such, but this has given her protection from anti-corruption investigation and probably allowed her to stay under the radar. She called, uh, yeah, Avelyn <laughs> called Jill an absolute slug. Obsessed slug. <laughs> um, I really like those points as well. I wonder, is she uh, protected from anti-corruption investigation? Because I suppose she's not a police officer. She is hired she, by the police. She's so. kind floats around the edges doesn't she yeah like what the fuck does she do all day gets just her hair done get, literally gets blow dries and storms around Ted's and office just throws throwing. shade at Ted literally, <laughs> all she literally she does. was going to town on him like there is another email from Terry Plimmer and uh, he or she we, we're not sure wrote um, now I'm thinking that Jill the lush Bigelow is in cahoots <laughs> with Corbett keeping Ted otherwise engaged so his wife can't contact yeah. him while harvesting his little fellas for DNA purposes Sorry, later. Terry, fellas. that's almost an identical email to who said that earlier on and you need to be friends. Yeah, little fellas. Yeah. Yeah, someone said little fellas earlier. Anyway. So Terry's saying is there something hidden in Ted's toilet? And Madame, take me, I'm yours, heading straight in there to retrieve it. <laughs> or was she just a desperate for a wee after quip? <laughs> after quaffing that, that chardonnay. <laughs> yeah, you know when you have a few glasses of wine, you need to go to the toilet or more often. you break the seal, you're screwed. Yeah, don't yes. break the seal. Laurie Turner email. said uh, little fellas earlier as well. Okay, Laurie and Terry, <laughs> you are friends to be. You're welcome. Gas. Um, we have a few. Okay, let's get on to Kate. I got nothing short of abuse on Twitter for my opinions on Kate <laughs> last week. Um, I still think she's dodgy. I'm sorry. I'm going to stick by how I feel. She could turn out to be just one of the most solid people in the whole series by the end of it. But I'm just suspicious. Yeah, I was suspicious of her last week. And then this week, I just, I thought that she did a really solid job. Same. She did a very good job She just, week. she's a really good leader, isn't she? She's she just is. like, this is the operation. This is what we're doing. She gives direction really clearly and just makes sure that everything runs smoothly. She is a really good leader. Like we spoke about that scene where she marches into Alison Powell's office and she's like, you get that box. You get that. You over there. Like, I you love give me that. your files. And if you don't, you're, yeah. And, and that bit where she she was like, um, I'm going rank on you, Steve. And like told him to get back up here now. I loved that. That was a bit that I was like, you are a queen. 
you are, you are yeah, and Steve Steve obeyed that and trusted her. Do you oh, he obeyed way? it straight away. But yeah. is it fair to say we don't get to see that side of her very often? When it's there, it's amazing. But didn't yeah. she only give that direction after Ted, Ted kind of gave too. her direction? She I was can't following remember. Ted's orders. Ted said regs are regs, yes. Yeah. So she had to do that, but I feel like she didn't want to. She no. said this is, she did question it, do you yeah. know that way? But she she is a solid leader. I think that Kate is someone who doesn't get the praise that she deserves sometimes. But I do also think Rebecca. that there is a reason. There There is loads of things about her that we don't know and I think that it's very she could easily go, go either way at this stage yeah there's an email from Owen Brady who yeah, says I like this. Kate is still working for AC3 and is investigating Hastings Ooh. as she quoted the reason for going to AC3 was that it was run by a woman because she wasn't a mason so this is Hannah who you said earlier when do you remember Kate had to go yes. and get permission to investigate we need to find out and her she name. went to this female yes yeah um, which uh, uh, Owen says uh, made extremely obvious that Ted was and it was never made clear as to whether or not Dot was but amazing. We had an email from an Una McMahon who said, I doubt Ted Hastings is a member of the Masons as he's supposed to be a Catholic and I don't think they can be Masons but I'm not certain about that. I don't know about that either. I meant to Google it. Can like Freemasons? Yeah, can you be a Freemason if you're a Catholic? So you can. I, I don't know if you can't if you're Catholic, but I do know that it's uh, predominantly a Protestant, Protestant organisation or society. Or okay. Um, also sticking with Kate, Laurie Turner continues, Steve, with or without the help of John Corbett, finds an orchestrated link between H slash the OCG and Hastings and takes this to Kate. She being involved, perhaps, in blackmail from her affair with Acre's husband, sees this as an opportunity to stitch Ted up and deflect any attention away from herself putting Steve in the middle and having to decide slash investigate the two I think this will end up um, with one of the three being killed Mm. Uh, yeah I honestly thought that Steve was going to die in that episode at two different points I wonder will we have all our three favourite AC12 members going into season six? We've never thought Kate was about to die, though, have we? I bloody no, hope so. I didn't. Oh no, 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 not that she <laughs> no. dies. No, not that she dies. Yeah. I hope that we have everyone alive by the end of yeah. the season. Yeah. Um, Richard Porter uh, sent us a tweet saying, "For a man tight on funds, why did Ted buy an entire roll of bubble wrap for one laptop? Surely just nab a bit from the office if he's already bent. What's a bit of supply theft going to add? And shouldn't he be on the big bottles of cider rather than?" large whiskies yes there's uh, there's a couple yeah let's get into the tweets for a second because we got a really interesting one from pamela roberts robinson at we green dragon and she figured out that if you chat to h on the facebook app which is uh, one of rebecca's favorite things to do now <laughs> um he has a username user 2054 Now, I don't know how she figured this out, but 20, so the 20th letter of the alphabet, do you know about this, Brendan? No. We're going to get one of your, like, iconic faces. Yeah. The 20th letter of the alphabet is T, the 5th letter of the alphabet is E, the 4th letter of the alphabet is D. (laughs) So the H username is 254. Ted. Wow. I'm almost, I definitely saw that tweet. I saw another tweet, though, that someone said 2 in the alphabet is Is B. B. And then, what's O? We can do the maths later, but I think someone was insinuating well, that it could be, be big, Bigelow, G, it could be that. It could okay. be Jill, it, Jill Bigelow. Like, we're definitely reading too much in we Oh, are. so far. We yeah, are, but that is a, a very, very, what's the word? It, that is a great observation. Um, Seriously. Lisa McQueen. Oh. Still don't know who she is. 
But there's a theory doing the rounds this week oh, that I love. We got a tweet about it from an, um, at Oi Walshi. First of all, this is a two-parter, both really great observations. Part one, could Ryan be Ted's informant? That is something that we've spoken about. That could be who he's communicating with on the laptop. I think there's a really good chance that Ryan is an informant. Okay. Yeah. Second part of that tweet, could Lisa be Jackie Laverty and Tony Gates' love child? Because they went out in the 90s. That is my favourite observation slash tweet I love of that. this season. Yeah. I love that. Do we think she is? Well, it will fit in with the thinking that, or what she said about having been brought up in a world of crime. Because yes. her mother would have brought her into it. Running yeah. over the dog it's and like whatnot. What, this is it. It's like what we said about Dot, the way he was brought up in a world of crime. Like, I think he needs to have a relative that we don't, that we know of, who ends up being someone like he's Hargreaves' nephew or he's Fairbanks' son or something. Do you remember last week that you guys were both uh, saying that you think that Dot was in the Sandsview boys' home? Yeah. I saw a couple of tweets doing the round this week um, of a picture of Oliver... Oliver Boyd, mm-hmm. Oliver, the Hunky social worker Boyd who was found, the the social worker who was found where Hilton was, uh, yeah, on the dock. Murdered. He was the social worker from Sandy Boyd's home, found murdered in the dock. So someone tweeted us a picture of of him, of Oliver, yeah. but it actually looks so like Dot, and some people reckon that he could be Dot. <laughs> some people now, right? <laughs> I don't know how. No, but some people do. I have this written down, right? Oh, yeah, it's Oliver Stevens Lloyd. Yes, we got an email from a Rachel. She thinks Dot was Oliver Stevens Lloyd. I don't know how that makes sense, right? But maybe he has a twin or a brother. Dot apparently tells Morton he used to be a social care worker. I don't remember that, but I mean, I will watch every episode back to back with no sleep to find out this line if that happens. (laughs) Um, The photo looks like Dot and apparently he reacts when Steve and Kate look at the image. Now, it can't be Dot because the man is dead and Dot's looking at the image of his own dead body. But um, there could be a a connection there. There could. I like I'm sure that Jeb Mercurio (laughs) is just like sitting back pissing himself laughing at how much everyone is just like reading into oh, stuff Jed's dead that over isn't this. there Jed's dead Jed's dead Jed that's a new um, segment um, we have a bit of a what Jed said this week actually oh go on are there oh. any more thoughts and theories there's a few well I just yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. while we're on Dot we got an email from Owen Brady I think the guy going into the brothel is Dot it fits with the accent oh, Hastings yeah. knows that Dot isn't dead and is using him as a UCO and that's what um, what the what was on the laptop and all of the shifty looks are for that's why when he thought that the OCG were going to get uncovered he destroyed the laptop to preserve Dot's cover also there's a photo going around on Twitter of um, that photo that Dot, uh, that Jed posted of Craig Parkinson on set with Stephen Graham and Craig is wearing kind of like a parker or like a trench coat and then there's a photo of the guy walking into the brothel now the coats are completely different colours but someone is saying that they look very similar so th- is this feeding back into the whole idea that Dot is actually still alive? This is it. Where if yeah, right. if we were sticking in with Dot that alive. episode, Ted really brushed past that whole revelation that Dot recruited Jane, and he's like, "Oh, no more skulking around." He kind of and he and he closes the file and throws it on the table and walks away. And that is all that is said about Dot in that episode. And I just think there's more to that. So do I. There was another theory doing the rounds as well that that it wasn't actually Dot that Jane pointed to, and that that's what Kate and Steve just told Hastings. Oh, for God. 
I know, the lads, we'll be of here life. for You'll weeks. be here all day. Um, the last good. email we got was on Lisa, actually. It's from Lewis Bryant. Lisa could be lying to John that she doesn't know who is on the other end of the laptop. I think she's absolutely lying. She just open a random laptop. Who told you to open know, the laptop? Yeah, who set up MSN? Who connected? Like, what are She's you talking about? She's playing real dumb as well. She's like, I don't know who it is. I don't know. And she then just walk she's into so a room and pick up John. a laptop. Like, someone knows. And John is in charge. You're the second person in charge. Everyone else knows an idiot. So, you know. And she said to the screen at one point, she was like, well, is there anything else I need to do? Yeah. And they just came back and they went, you know what to do. Exactly. Oh, so they proof they've been talking a, off yeah, camera. yeah. Um, she set up the meeting and met Hargreaves in the brothel flats. Yeah, she definitely did. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a coincidence. Um, the girl recalls his strong accent or possibly it was Dots. So she has access to H's network of officers. I agree. Like, there's no way she doesn't know who's on that laptop. And if she doesn't know, then who's in charge? Ryan, the 15-year-old or <laughs> the other fella? Do you know what I mean? He Come really on. grew into himself, didn't he? He did. He it was did. like when Maggie Simpson was the one that killed. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh gosh! Yeah. <laughs> Be Ryan. Who shot Mr. Burns? Yeah. Um, like insane theories, and yeah. like that's only a couple of them. Do you know what I mean? There's just everyone has. We need to find out more theories. about Sam. We need to find out why Ted didn't answer Kate on the on the walkie-talkie radio. Yeah, what was that pause? That was a that was a pregnant pause. Mm. And we also need to find out how Hargreaves mm-hmm, corrected myself. Yes. How Hargreaves knew about the trackers. Need to know all that. Um, we also need to find out does Ted Hastings have an integrated cistern? And what is the name of the woman that Kate visited who wasn't in the Masons? I actually have a theory of my own. Yeah. Um I'm capable of them. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, not just reading out other people's. Um I think it is possible that John knew who was under the balaclava and killed him on purpose to cover up something coming out about him. Hargreaves. Possibly, because when John shoots Steve, it is so close to Mm. his ear that there's no way he got the shot so wrong to murder Hargreaves by accident. And he shot him several times in the legs. But it was really low down on the legs and then he bled out later on. Like he didn't shoot You've got a huge artery. You've got a huge artery on your leg. I mean, I'm not the best of biology now. No, I haven't a clue, but I just think it was like frenzied shots and then one shot with such precision it like blew the eyebrow hairs off Steve's face. Do you know what I mean? In very close proximity. So, just putting it out there. Okay. Um, So, what Jed said this week, uh, Jed has been talking, talking to the Sun newspaper um, about, about when the show might come to an end. Probably not what we we want to hear. Um, to be honest, I mean, this still none the wiser. Um, he said that he wants to have a chat with the BBC once this series is finished. So we already know that five and six, there is another one confirmed. Okay, so six mightn't be the end. I thought five and six were confirmed and that's all we were getting. Yeah, so this is the conversation he wants to have. So Jed said that conversation will be very specific, which is whether series six will be the last or whether the BBC will be prepared to commission a seventh so we can approach series six knowing that it's not the last. So okay. he's going to write it in a certain way depending on whether it is the last one or well, not. Well, that makes complete sense. But I mean, yeah. I hope they will be prepared to commission. Yeah, so would I. Yeah, I mean, 11.4 million viewers. I mean, I think what they more will. they want? Yeah. Us talking in a room one hour a week about Friends it. Another four years, I can't wait. Uh, no trailer again for next week, was there? No. No. I think we only got, we've only got one this season to keep us hooked after yeah. episode one. Didn't even need to do it. Highest watch it. What? And then... 
I have some news. <laughs> <laughs> so um, she's been very weird all day. I knew there was H something again. up. I have been t- chatting to H again. This time, H messaged me. Stop Who it. are you, Jill Bigelow? <laughs> Who am I, Jill, with the curly blow With blow-dry? the curly blow I know I your hair was looking extra bouncy today. Thank you, darling. So I was sitting at me uh, desk in work yesterday morning, right Monday after the old uh, incident the night before. I was very stressed Beside after Beside me, how did, you, how did you keep it in? I'd say you were fit to burst. Had to save the content for the podcast. So <laughs> I was just sitting there, right? I don't really use Facebook that often. Something, you know, that little ding, that noise. Do you yeah, know what I mean? No. Were you thrilled? Oh, I couldn't believe it. So I got a little ding noise, right? I was like, what's this now? And uh, on Monday, it says, are you there? I need urgent assistance. User 2054. That's I'd keel oh over. Oh my God, that is so exciting. I'd keel over. I, I'd, so I'd I keel. There, I said, I'm here. Rebecca. <laughs> I wrote back and said, I'm here. And uh, You've gone H, rogue on us. I have gone rogue. Who am I, John Corbett? Right. Hatro back to me. We're past pleasantries, mate. I need your help mate? again. Mate? Mate? I know. I need your help again. AC12 are up to something and I need to know their movements. If you're lucky, I'll throw you a bone. I mean, sorry. Uh, sorry. is H coming on to me? Sorry, who says, who says mate? mate? Yeah. Kate. Are we on? Kate and Steve. So please send abuse me on Twitter. H goes, are we on? I said, on. This will benefit you as well. Let's work together on this. Bent Copper PS Jane Cafferty was wheeled in for questioning. I said, okay, hon. Who did she identify as the copper who <laughs> recruited her? Kate showed her a selection of photos of a couple here. So basically, they started ask, H started asking me trivia. Was it Dot? Was it Hilton? What's what? going on? And uh, H is going on to me. There seems to be a pattern of what happens to those who spill the beans to AC12. You better not open your mouth about this. You won't <laughs> want to end up like Cafferty or worse. Moving on. And I said, Jesus, I won't. So anyway, few questions. H talking to me. I looked around right in the Line of Duty official Facebook group. I saw a few people had said the H was I chatting you were to them. Dripping sweat at this point. I was. I was literally <laughs> perspiring. Like had to change my top afterwards. I was looking around the group and apparently some people were fuming that H hadn't written to them. So I don't know if H has only been on to a select a few select of us. Few. Anyway, I'll let you know, I'll see when he texts me back. That is very, very exciting. Yeah. It is. So oh. did he give you a clip this week? No. No, he didn't. He also just, he threw shade at me. He a bit she. of a jill. He or she. You're not very intelligent. At least I can be <laughs> safe in the knowledge that you'll never know who I am. And I wrote back, I am, bitch. And then he never wrote back. <laughs> <laughs> so we said he has to lay low for a couple of weeks. And who, who knows what else the rat has up his sleeve. And then I wrote to him again. He goes, look, I've told you. I'll get back in touch with you in a couple of weeks. <laughs> so he might be texting me for a while. But I just wanted to let you guys know that I have a new guy on the scene <laughs> or girl. You're in contact. You could be ghosted H. by H. Did he um, spell any words wrong? No, I should have mm. asked him that, shouldn't I? I seen. Go on. Somebody, yeah. the BBC script yeah, thing. Yeah, very We're so in sync. We are so I saw that as well. Yeah, that they, so I think all BBC <laughs> production. <laughs> you're totally not on the same page. <laughs> no, I did see it. Someone went through all the scripts and they were like, how yeah. has no one done this? So I think the BBC must put up all their own, own their homemade, you know, the BBC drama scripts must be, you know. Oh, you can read a script for basically every show that went up on the BBC. Yeah. You just Google it and you can read the full script. And then they do that, you know, like control F for and then searched for the word definitely spelled wrong oh, that and it didn't so come up anywhere. Oh, that is intelligent. Yeah. But they're not going to spell it wrong in a script. Well. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So what are we expecting from next week then if we haven't seen a trailer? We still haven't seen Ted, that shot in the original trailer of Ted in the Behind prison bars. cell. Mm. Yeah, That's jail is coming for him. 
Things aren't looking well, good Ted's for Ted's coming Ted. for Jill really isn't oh, he Oh my god Brendan my mother is a family <laughs> podcast <laughs> I am not the one trying to entrap that man That's <laughs> Jill Bigelow god. Bam chicka wow wow I can't believe I died um, <sighs> What do we expect from next week I think a further fall for John <laughs> Sorry a further fall from Grace for John Corbett and Brendan if he keeps it up. Uh, I think more from Lisa. Yeah, I need yes. more from Sam as well. Why is Sam I'm still in the series? Who Back is off. Lisa? Is Ryan undercover? And is our Ted corrupt? I'd love to see Nigel Morton next week hobbling around. Yeah. <laughs> no good. There's going to be a shot of oh, like low down the ground and you're just going to see like a walking <laughs> stick just... <laughs> There is a shot though when he meets up with Dot and Dot tries to convince him to say that uh, that other fellow was H and you just it is you will piss yourself when you go back and watch it it's like a glamorous woman's leg getting out of a car but it's no but it's a stick <laughs> love him love um, him and obviously we're going to see inside that apartment what John is up to with um, Mrs. Ted yeah, yeah. Roisin. Is her name Roisin? Roisin, yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I missed that in the recap. I was Honestly, guys, I needed a Xanax. Lovely Irish Catholic name, just in case. I'm really, you know, really excited. Like, I, I think that the, the, the episode that we've just watched has made me the most excited to see the next one. Like, I actually I cannot watch. wait for it. Yeah, I don't think John... Again, bias. I don't think he's going to touch a head, like a hair on her head. But he can't. How can he go... How can he reverse out of that one now? <sighs> I don't know. Without getting caught, do you know what I mean? Mm. He kind of has to see it through. And the fact that he so strongly believes that H is Hastings, I feel like he's going oh, to do something really to, to, to frame or Ted. Mi- or yeah, revenge. or maybe he's using her to lure Ted there so oh. he can have a face-to-face, I don't know. Anyway, loads to come. Uh, that's it, though, for this week's Shrine of Duty. We've probably said something wrong, like, you know, KF or the Integrated oh, Toilet we'll, Sister. We'll, we'll, yeah, oh, we'll so even please, pronounce graves, like. no. <laughs> Yeah, so please give us uh, pronunciation guides and, and correct us on anything else we've done wrong. Tweet <laughs> us at Shrine of Duty. We're on Instagram at Shrine of Duty. Email us, shrineofduty at gmail.com. Um... We're off to do something fun. Ooh, in the- <laughs> I forgot about this. The curly blow dry book. I was just thinking, how are we going to wrap up this episode? And then you just remind. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm going to go into the hairdressers with a picture of Jill Bigelow and be like this. Please. <laughs> and then you come out with brown hair, and you just didn't realise that was what was happening. Brown hair and thrown shade at everyone. So yeah, we're off to do something fun in the next day or two, which we will be able to tell you about in the next podcast. Guys, um, you won't believe it. It's probably top five most exciting things that's ever happened to me in my life. Yeah. Ever. Nothing yeah. more exciting has ever happened to I me. I can't believe it. I can't <laughs> wait to tell everyone next week. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, keep sucking diesel. That's it now, lads. Send us a picture of Ted's toilet, please. <laughs> Shrine of Duty. There's only one thing I'm interested in. One thing only. And that's bent covers. Shrine of Duty. The official, unofficial podcast. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.